Hello, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the Print Life Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2022, everyone. I am so excited to get this first week, first work week of the year going, and super excited to dive into today's topic, which is all about the idea of coming from a place of collaboration over competition. You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. I received a DM from a listener asking about what I think are niches within the market that have the most opportunity. And while I think that that is a wonderful topic, and I will definitely be covering this in the future, it gave me an idea for today's conversation, which is all around really choosing what lights you up and choosing an alignment to the work you love to do. Not necessarily where we see the most opportunity, but where we want to be, where we see ourselves and the work that we want to be doing. And it, it kind of led me down the path of collaboration over competition, as well as how we show up in a saturated marketplace. And though we are in the middle of the Design Path series, which will be returning next week, I wanted to interrupt the series, number one, to wish everyone a happy new year, but also to talk as we ease into the beginning of this year. I did want to talk about our industry as a whole. And when I first got started working as a surface pattern or print designer, there weren't a lot of resources available. And it was before Pinterest, it was before Instagram, you know, was a thing. And there was nowhere really to look for inspiration other than magazines and old books or going to a museum. There wasn't anyone to talk to about how to get your career going. It was word of mouth. You found your clients kind of the old fashioned way, you know, attending trade shows and cold calling and cold messaging. Um, I believe this was likely before we were even really using LinkedIn very much in terms of reaching out to potential clients. It was all very new, all of those options as a platform when I started my studio. But when I started as a freelancer, none of them were available to you. So, you know, I was kind of diving in blind. And what I loved about our industry is how small it was, how kind of unknown it was. It was kind of this invisible little niche of the fashion industry. And I loved the idea of being an artist and kind of hiding away in this little unknown corner of our world in fashion. And hearing this comment from our listener, which by the way, I love when you guys share DMs and messages with me about the podcast. It means a lot to me. And I'm really happy that she's enjoying the podcast. But I did want to touch on the idea of maybe reframing 
that question, not necessarily saying, you know, what niche do you think would be the best niche to go after this year? What has the most opportunity? But I'm going to go all the way back to what is it that you want to do? What is it that lights you up? What kind of work do you look at and get excited about? And as long as we're starting in that place, then the work that we do will be exciting and enjoyable and we'll do our best work in that space, which will find us the right clients and the right opportunities, not just simply chasing you know, what we think might be a good direction to go. And I was thinking back to the beginnings of my career and thinking, you know, is this going to be difficult? to try and build a business in this invisible niche of the fashion industry where I don't have a lot of information available to me? Is this going to be harder? Should I choose something that has more opportunity? Should I choose something a little easier? But in my mind at the time, I loved it so much that it didn't matter to me that there were only a hundred studios at the time, you know, all over the world. And that you had to go to trade shows to meet your clients and nobody really understood what it was that I did as a job. I was okay with it because I loved what I was doing. It lit me up. It still does. And that's why I was able to find success in my career was because I continued to go after the things that I loved and continued to say no to things that I didn't want to do. So in answer to your question, There are a variety of niches, and we will get into those. It's a really great uh, topic idea for after the Design Path series because we can kind of touch on a lot of niches, and we're going to be doing a niche workshop, so that'll be um, really helpful for you, I hope. And I would like to challenge you to not think about it from the perspective of where is there the most opportunity, what's the like what's the niche with the most opportunity, but what do you want to be designing? What do you want to do? What market do you want to serve? Because that is how you're going to differentiate yourself and cut through the noise by really connecting within the space you want to be in and finding your own voice within that space and finding a way to be the best version of that designer in that space. And it doesn't matter how noisy or how saturated a space is as long as you come into that space being the best version, the best designer and cutting through the noise and showing up in a way that will make it so that the idea of it being a saturated market doesn't matter. So that's what I wanted to offer today is the idea that as we begin 2022, we may look at the surface pattern and print design, licensing, fashion prints. We may look at all of this and say, wow, what happened? This industry just kind of flooded with designers over the last few years, even more so than it was before. There are so many designers sharing their work on Instagram. You go to Pinterest and it's so saturated, this industry, right? And I want to offer up the idea that if it's saturated, if it feels like there are a lot more people coming into this space, there are more studios, there are more apps, there are more agents, there is more opportunity. That means that you're in the right place. It means that something exciting is happening. It means that there's life here, you know, and it means it's going to continue to grow. What else it means is that you are going to have to show up 
dig deep, do the work, and be the best version of your artist, designer, and manager self that you can be in order to cut through the saturated market to differentiate and to attract the clients that you want to be working with. Now, this means that we have to begin looking at our art, our designs as not just something we're throwing out there to be part of like this thing that's happening, which is I want to be a service pattern or print designer. But if you want to truly build a sustainable career, we can't just continue to put out there what we've already been doing. We cannot continue to put out there what we're already seeing. We have to find ways to be creative and unique and really find ways to do it a little bit differently if we are going to cut through that saturated marketplace. And I wanted to talk a little bit, not only about the idea of if it seems saturated and if it seems like there's a lot of people coming in that are new and there's a lot of new studios popping up, that means we're in a healthy industry. Don't worry about what's happening around you and know that having more competition is a good thing. It not only means we're in a healthy space, but it's going to keep you on your toes and it's really going to show you what you're made of. And in the past, I have viewed competition as something that, you know, if I thought, oh, they're doing that thing that I was going to do, so I guess I shouldn't do it anymore. Or, well, I started doing this and then somebody else beat me to it. Or they're, oh, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. Or that print looks just like my idea. Or that was my idea for a trend, right? And instead of looking at these things as negatives, like, oh man, that designer's doing this technique I wanted to try. Or she did a reel like mine. Or, you know, they're going after the same clients as me. Oh no. Or, you know, there's so many new studios popping up all over the place. Look at it as there is enough for all of us. I am in a healthy industry. There is an abundance of clients out there. And as long as I'm doing my best and I'm doing the work that lights me up and I am making sure that the work I'm doing is in alignment to the clients I want to be working for, I will be able to cut through the noise, attract those clients and carve out a space for myself in this industry that can sustain. So I want to come back again to this idea of collaboration over competition in a sense that as surface pattern and print designers, whether you sell outright or you license, you're a studio, you're a freelancer, you are in-house, we all we are all part of one community. And in a sense, because of that fact, especially freelancers, we are kind of collaborating on a daily basis. We're collaborating in the sense that We are providing a level of quality to our clients that is expected in our industry. We are collaborating in a sense of how we deliver a file, whether that be in repeat or not in repeat. We are in collaboration from a pricing standpoint. We're in collaboration in so many ways, you guys. The way we show up for our clients, the consistency across the industry, and, you know, especially the pricing, but the more we're able to be consistent with our pricing, our delivery, our consistency of quality, 
um, what clients can expect from us, how we deliver files, the way that we layer, the way that we put into repeat. Um, there are so many things to think about that we really are all in collaboration together. And the more that we can support each other, offer guidance and advice and insight to each other and get on the same team, the more opportunity will be available to us as a whole. And if we keep the bar set in terms of quality and pricing and deliverables, if we keep that bar set together, we're ensuring that each of us can continue to charge what we would like to charge, continue to deliver quality work. And when the work is not of the expected quality in a certain industry, the clients will know. And that is where the idea of competitors giving us an edge is really rings true, even in our industry, because it's always going to push us to be better artists, to be better designers, to work together more, to be part of communities, to try new things, to know what's happening in the industry, to look to the runway, to know what's happening in our market. It's ensuring that we're going to stay on point. If you really want to have a sustainable design business, we must always be consistent, collaborating, and giving the right quality and price points to our client base that is consistent across the marketplace. I've had a few of my own experiences over the past few years that have really opened my eyes to seeing that collaboration is so much more valuable than viewing somebody as a competitor and pushing them away or not being open to sharing information. And the first instance was right before the lockdown of 2020, I started to offer my services to other designers, other creatives out there who wanted to have their portfolio reviewed, wanted to chat about strategy, wanted to ask questions about their niche or their market or their game plan in general or about the industry in general. Because like I said, not a lot of information out there about our, our specific industry, fashion, print design and selling exclusively, whether through a studio or through an agent or directly to a client. And I wanted to start just working with designers and offering a resource that I wish I would have had when I got started. I've learned so much over the years. I just wanted to be a good resource. And I met somebody during one of my portfolio consultations. She wasn't really interested in a portfolio consultation, but she paid for my time and we were on a call and she said, can I ask you some questions in regards to being a studio? And I'm thinking I'm a studio and she's a studio. It didn't even cross my mind that I wouldn't help her because she is also a studio. I thought, great, let's get all the studios on the same page so the clients aren't confused. Let's make sure we're all charging the same amount. We're all delivering the right things. We're all working with our consignment design teams in the same way and offering consistency, not only to freelancers out there who are working with us, but to our clients and to the studios and the studio owners and that everyone can get on the same page. And I thought, great, I would love to answer any questions that she may have. She asked some questions about pricing and trade shows and working with consignment team and you know contracts and documents and things of that nature. And I was more than happy to answer any questions that she may have. And after our call, I thought, you know, I really enjoyed my chat with this person. She seemed very capable and 
had her stuff together and I really liked her designs. I liked how she handled things. Uh, she was very well spoken and I just kept coming back to her in my mind and she was very grateful for the opportunity to discuss with another studio um, just kind of the a little bit of like structure to working with consignment team and attending shows and things of that nature. And one day I reached out to her and said, do you want to collaborate? And she said, yes. And that is how we started the print book. This was Kelly Duff and we formed the print book, which is a print studio collective. It's sort of an agent. It's an agency of sorts, but I'm going to have her on this show in a, in a few weeks, really excited to have her come on and chat about why we formed the print book, what it's all about. So we'll get more into that in the future, but without giving this opportunity to this person who reached out to me, if I would have viewed her as a competitor and got scared and pushed her away and told her no, that opportunity of collaboration would not have been available to us. We never would have formed, I, we've never actually met in person. I cannot wait to meet her someday, but we never would have formed the print book. We wouldn't have these beautiful studios we're working with and the relationships that I've been able to form with those studios. And it's just been such a beautiful journey, even though it was during a global pandemic. And I'm very excited because we had a decent year and I'm very excited to see what happens as, as we continue to move the print book forward. But coming back to the idea of collaboration over competition, if I would have viewed her as a competitor and let that feel like a negative and pushed her away, it never, this never would have happened. And I love working with her. I love the print book. I love the studios. It's been a beautiful journey. And if we can be open to these types of ideas, if we can be open to these kind of opportunities, if we can view other designers as our colleagues, our community and collaborators, rather than competition, think about how many opportunities and possibilities are available to you by just kind of changing up the way that you're looking at that, changing up the way that we're viewing our industry. Instead of looking at Pinterest and Instagram and LinkedIn and saying, geez, there's so much competition in this field. It's so saturated. Oh my goodness, is am I making a bad choice by going after this career? Ask yourself instead, how badly do I want this? Can I be the best in this niche? Can I pick a niche and a market and be the best designer I can be within that space so that I can cut through the noise, offer value to potential clients out there that are a good fit for me and build a sustainable career. So that is what I wanted to share with you all today. It was something that I, um, like I said, I kind of broke up the design path series, but I really wanted to say this to you today. So, um, the podcast is being dropped a little bit late, but I think it's important to think about these things. And it's really important to come from a place of knowing that there are enough clients for us all. 
there are enough opportunities for us all. And if we view each other as potential collaborators rather than competition, then we will be in such a much better place in our industry as a whole. And if we can tweak the way we see competition instead of it being a danger, we can use it to give us a competitive edge, give us a little bit of a push to try harder, to do better, to try new things, to be unique, to be different, and to really go into this not wanting to be some cookie cutter idea of a surface pattern or print designer, but to truly be different, truly be unique, find your place in the industry, find your niche, find your market, find your focus, keep your passion, design from a place of joy and have an amazing 2022. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the print life podcast. Want to give your hand a try at our hone your handwriting workshop It's a 30-day workshop of weekly prompts and exercises to help you explore your own unique style as a surface pattern or print designer. Head over to whitebuffalostudio.com forward slash links for details. See you next time.